back quarterback number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how oh, you can throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another comfortably sad episode of Six B's and a P. Hopeless, if you will. Hope killers. The Cleveland Browns losing again to the Green Bay Packers, 31 to 13, and. Falling to three and four on the season, tied for second, sort of in the AFC North. The Ravens lost as well, and yeah, not too much more exciting than last week's loss to the Lions. I am joined here to make sense of all of this by an international panel of guests today. A bushel of buddies, a buffet of the minds. <laughs> Ian Wolf. Hi. Brian Weeby. Yo. Chris Poland. Hello. And for the first time joining us on several historical occasions, first of all, the first international guest of this show, despite the fact that Brian Weeby does also have dual Somali citizenship. It's true. Really? And you're a doctor. And you're a fan of the stupid team that beat us this week. Dr. Rick Dodson. That will be me. God save the Queen. Oh, boy. Already. (laughs) Already with the British talk. Thank you all for joining me here live, in person, in one room together at the Aqua Bear headquarters. Uh Chris Poland, Fresh Take Hotline. (laughs) Yeah. So... As I mentioned, um, the Browns lose to the Packers, a much better team that was clear throughout most of the game. And for some reason, just because they're the Browns, this big portion of the game for a little while, it seemed like they might still have a chance to still lose by two, which is what we were hoping for last week. Um, I think I I stand by my prediction. I think it was close to coming to fruition. What was your prediction? Losing by two. Okay, yeah. It could (laughs) have happened. There were some things that made it harder for that to happen, I guess. Rick, you had a good week for your team. Well, we lost one of our players again. I saw that. Yeah, and that Fozzie was... Whitaker, my favorite named Brown right now, actually sent out a tweet earlier wanting to check on the status of Jermichael Finley. He was concerned about his fellow player. Fozzie Whitaker, we'd love to have He's you on the dead. show. You know, Fozzie <laughs> Whitaker's dead? Jermichael Finley? Uh, Neither of them are dead. I nobody just, is. Everybody's alive. Just messing around. Oh, <laughs> jokes. So, first things first, and Rick, you can also, I mean, you know, I know that you're more of a Green Bay supporter than a Browns fan of any kind, and later we will exploit that. Oh, you will? At the teaser. Okay. Um... Well, I like to root for the underdog as well. Sure. And that we have established, I think, in this show that the Cleveland Browns are indeed that. Is that why but they have a dog pound? It could be. I don't know. I don't know where the dog stuff started to come in. Mm. You will see, like, children eating dog biscuits at that stadium, though. <laughs> Very strange things. <laughs> so one thing, and Rick, you might have noticed this today watching the Browns play, is that our quarterback – he sucks. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure I know the whole story. Isn't he like the third or fourth guy or something? <laughs> no. He was the first guy at the beginning of the season. Going into he the was? season. He was. He was. And he played all that last year. Well, I, I saw him throw it to someone 10 feet away and he missed him. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he did. He did. And especially compared that to describes any number of plays. <laughs> so, for, 
I wanted to have everybody just kind of, I thought I was going to deal with so much to talk about about Brandon Whedon to just get it out of the way and everyone just go around and say what you have to say about Whedon. And since, Ian, that was your idea, you go first. Oh, boy. Uh, am I on the clock? Yeah, you're on the clock. Right. The Chris Poland Fresh State clock line. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. All right. I mean, what, what, what can you say that's not already been said? Except you can say fucking and sucks a whole lot more, I guess. No. I mean, what, what we wanted him to not fuck up. He did fuck up. And he also didn't do anything to uh, make the team better. And at one point, right before he got sacked, I swear to God, he looked backwards to see if anybody was behind him. <laughs> Maybe someone's back here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, just, uh, Who is... Are we in some sort of wind tank? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. He's I feel like Ian's in the Blair Witch Project or something. What's? Yeah, there's a lot of clicking. Yeah. Does somebody touch in their mic? It's not probably guilty. Right. Not anyway. guilty. <laughs> Blame it on the foreigner. Rick, I don't know if you can hear this. I haven't talked to you in a number of years now. Um, I'm trying to pronounce everything with an extra U in there for you. So oh, thanks. No problem. <laughs> Give me an time. example. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you? Yes, it is in there. Chris, Chris Pollan, what do you got? Do you have anything you need to say about Brandon Whedon's performance? Uh, I'd just like to make a call back to last week's episode and, and continue that he is the hope killer. Hope um, killer. Because I was watching with uh, the Oban Hours and Dave... Dave, the happiest motherfucker on the face of the planet, um, was actually, you know, uh, a little mopey as he walked out the door. It was it was a, a deflating game, I think, yes. for a Browns fan. Dave Obenauer, we would love to have you on the show. Great to have you back. <laughs> Brian Weeby? Yeah, I uh, wrote this because I was trying to think earlier, a couple days ago, about what I'd say on Broken Bandwagon, and, and this is what I wrote. And maybe I should include the rest of the things on the text pad. Um, so here we go. Patricia Foreman, Rose 888-743-2559, extension 4029. Brandon Whedon, you self-described bonehead, you Oklahoma singing goof dick, you Pixar face drawstring cowboy, you vaguely familiar, perhaps we went to high school together in another life baseball rube, you hope killer. Hope Jesus, killer. Norv Turner. <laughs> Norv, we'd love to have you on the show. We don't want Brandon Whedon back. He showed up last week. I don't want that skinny goof dick around here anymore until he starts to play some football. Yeah. Brian, what do you have to say about Mr. Whedon? I just was bummed out, man. Like, every time he had the ball, it just was like, oh, no. We know which sucks because he gets it every time on offense for, for a little bit. But On his, to his, I guess, benefit, I don't know, on his behalf, he makes it kind of exciting because you don't know how bad it can be or what could, how you know what crazy right. thing will he think of next to make things terrible. <laughs> and he gets the occasional like 19-yard catch that gives him a brand new set of downs to just like crush your dreams. Crazy with. journey, yes. Those are always on broken plates. It's never anything. He's like, yeah. it's like everything's gone to shit. I'm just gonna throw it up and pray for the best. But he must I mean, have had some good games, right? Haven't you won some games this season? Yeah, but it was with the uh, the third string guy, the guy from Cleveland that came oh, in because Brandon Weeden got hurt. The guy we wish he was. He's out for the year. Oh, the the third string guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Now we so, got this guy again. So Weeden looks like a, a cabbage patch doll inside his little. He does, there. doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Xavier Riggenbottoms. <laughs> Um, is, is he like a little bit overweight or something? He's a, he seems a little bit pudgy, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like 54 years old. He does a lot. <laughs> he's, he's got a little bit of a pudge. He's got a Pixar face. <laughs> he does. He looks like fucking um, the cowboy. Woody. His, his pudgy face is smoothing out the wrinkles, so you're kind of deceived by how old he actually is. Well, Ted Hunk. <laughs> I was going to say, my thoughts on Whedon... Is, is like we said, we don't want him to fuck up, but I think beyond that, you know, the Browns, 
they need to somehow, and I don't know how, develop a running game because he can't be pressured to have to throw the ball to make plays. And along that line, our receivers, like, I understand that with a grain of salt that it's Brandon Whedon's terrible skill set giving them the ball. But, like, the one in four times, one in five, when Whedon actually throws it somewhere near them where it hits them, they have to catch it because it never happens. Like, Josh Gordon could have had a touchdown today and hit him in the chest. Didn't get it. And I understand that ball's probably thrown like a rocket, you know, because he thinks he's throwing baseballs. But you got to catch it. He throw hard. He throws hard. And nowhere near you. <laughs> it's got to be terrible to be a wide receiver. Goddamn changeup. <laughs> yeah, I mean the defense still looked good today, except towards at the end of the game, obviously when they had been on the field for three fourths of it, you know. Um, but I mean that's the other thing. I think you got to, you just have to make sure Whedon has to do as little as possible. They need to find a running back, and they need to, you know. He sucks. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I will say in defense of Brandon Whedon is the offense was better when he was taking the snaps as opposed to that wildcat nonsense. <laughs> oh, my God, what was that? Who is number 47? Josh Cribbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's that what bad. someone yelled at the bar during the last game. When they did. <laughs> it's like, hey, Josh Cribbs, he's back. <laughs> But, yeah, and then, of course, a bunch of penalties today on both teams. There was 22 penalties total, 12 on the Browns, and some really badly timed ones, and also, and obviously we're all biased here, and, Rick, I'd be interested to get your take, but I thought, like, some kind of bullshit ones towards the end because that guy didn't hit. I don't think he hit Finley with his helmet. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on uh, all the games about that. This yeah. Season, right? Every single time a helmet touches uh, another helmet. And they, like, zoom in to see exactly what part is hitting which part. Yeah. I don't know what's up with Finley. His neck, like I think I heard. Helmets touching helmets, zooming in. To see <laughs> <laughs> well, I also think, like, okay, th- that one was kind of a questionable call, but the Browns, obviously, I think had already lost by that point as well. I think but you lost after four minutes. Your team sort of kind of gave up, I thought. It seemed yeah. that way. But why did they hang in there for like like it was seventeen to six for a little while or seventeen to something? Because <laughs> I think I think the Green Bay Packers kind of stopped playing for, for, for until the till they had to at the uh, at the end there when you guys uh, tried to make a little comeback. I, I thought the Green Bay Packers were kind of on automatic. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, uh, you guys didn't seem to have much of anything going on, let alone the quarterback. Yeah, nothing. That bummed me out, too, because, like, there was that window for, I think, all of the third quarter the Packers didn't score. And the Browns kept driving the ball, and the one time they went for it on fourth down. I think the defense was some credit yeah. there, though. Right. Yeah, uh, I think so. I'm amazed that uh, the Packers are doing so well with so many injured people. I mean, why... True. I, know, I thought that as well. Why, uh... Why can we pick up injured people that are better than your first team guys? <laughs> that's a very good question. <laughs> Explain like that one. Question. There's no explanation. I don't. No know. explanation on this show for that. <laughs> then uh, it's uh, well, just a reality we live with. It's a reality, Rick. Well, what is that reality? Why? Uh, why? I think the reality is Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback, and the yeah, Aaron Rodgers lost. Awesome. So it really doesn't matter aside from that. All right. It's true. Is it that fundamental? Well, Brandon Whedon doesn't make anybody around him better. He makes them worse. For Aaron Rodgers, I think it's the opposite, right? Exactly. Aaron Rodgers might call a hope giver. He's a hope giver instead of a hope killer. Well, don't and they? Also, doesn't it burn you guys all a little bit to watch Eddie Lacy be awesome when he's like the guy at Alabama a year after Trent Richardson's ass and they drafted him in the second round? Yeah, but I mean, I think. All right, maybe this does speak to a larger question of like, and I think this will be the subject. A little, a little forecast of the uh, broken bandwagon ahead. Okay, I like it. There's a lot of talk about who could have been Browns. Mm. Every fucking week we hear, oh, could have drafted this guy, could have done that. I don't think that it's it's situation too. 
And I think this organization that we have now can maybe develop people. Right. I think in the past it really wouldn't have mattered who we drafted. Yeah, Holmgren was an idiot, right? He didn't even do anything. <laughs> Is there a reason why the Cleve, the Browns administration doesn't want to win? <laughs> I thought that for some time, but I think they do. Because, I mean, isn't the, isn't the draft, isn't the whole deal, like, socialized that the worst team gets the best players at, at the uh, uh, in the draft rounds? Rick, Rick, you're an American now. We don't cotton to that socialism bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't the NFL, like, the only socialist uh, organization <laughs> in the States where they just share all the money about them? It's true. Yeah, they own all the football. And is, aren't I right? Don't don't aren't the worst teams supposed to get some help with draft picks? Usually, but we yeah. always fuck our pick up. Uh-huh. Real Definitely bad. Joe Hayden. We've had some good draft picks, but we've never some... gotten a good quarterback ever. Uh-huh. Right? Isn't that the problem, you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. We haven't well, had we've never quarter- spent enough time to develop somebody. Yeah. I don't we've think had 19 any, quarterbacks I, I in 1999, Rick. <laughs> Where did Whedon come from? Oklahoma State. He's 63 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and a former first round pick, whereas I believe Aaron Rodgers was drafted later in the first round yeah, than Brandon totally Whedon was. Brandon Whedon was. Mm-hmm. Ugh. The last but thing I want to talk already had Brett Favre, so he could sit back, relax, learn how to play the game, and then come in and be awesome. Hmm. I read that Brett Favre has Aaron Rodgers on his fantasy football team. Is that right? I did read that today. I think they're buds. They're probably buds. They send dick pics back and forth. Dick pics, shooting dick pics to each other. <laughs> Snapchat and dick pics. Um, I had here as a note, because obviously I think we've hit on everything that was horrible. Uh, Horton sighting. Ray Horton yeah. sighting. And he excited. cut the he cut the the dreads or whatever. Yeah, trimmed it up. Yeah. And I also wanted to bring up both the the Whedon flip as it's being called, where Brandon Whedon <laughs> kind of like flings the ball. Did you see that? They're calling it the Whedon flip. Oh no. Um, and he did do that again, sort of. He yeah. did, and also his exciting like six yard muddy baseball slides <laughs> it was like at one point he was running towards like a bunch of giant packers with reckless abandon <laughs> and then he like slid like four yards in the mud so I wanted to bring that up because Pete Rose <laughs> it was Pete Rose though Pete Rose slides um, so Again, I guess I, I gave you a sort of an introduction, but again, we want to welcome here on Six Bs and a P, Rick, Dr. Rick Dodgson with us from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. My pleasure. Uh, Green Bay Packers fan, non-native born person of this country. <laughs> hey, it's nice yeah. to have a good team to support, though. I bet. Well, Brian yeah. Weeby actually has an issue to take up with you regarding that. Yeah, yeah, Rick. I got a text from him <laughs> earlier today that said I might so just I. go. I might just go mow the lawn. Is yeah. that is, is that what it's like having a winning team? That winning is just boring. So boring. It's like lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> I'm gonna mow my lawn. Today's game was a bit of a drag. You gotta admit. Oh yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it was a drag. <laughs> Yeah, but if I was a Packers fan, I would have watched all of that shit. I did watch all of that shit. I was just winding you guys up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but how come you, you don't go- support Chicago now, Mr. Chicago Boy Weeby? Good question. Uh, I don't really like the Chicago team. <laughs> but they're better than the, the, the Browns. But you don't just yeah, think better. It's a different can of worms, though. Jay Cutler's a bitch. He's a terrible <laughs> person. I don't like him. I got injured today, I think. Yeah, he did. On a nothing play. So, uh, were you all born in Cleveland, or uh, uh, don't you live near Cincinnati? I do. I I live near Cincinnati. You live in Ohio. You know the geography of the state. (laughs) is nowhere near Cincinnati. (laughs) Didn't you live in Ohio before living in Wisconsin? I did. I did. Tennessee, why aren't you a Titans fan? Uh... Well, you know, it, it's it's man, a mandatory religion over here. Uh, the cheese had them. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's odd to see someone who's not wearing green and uh, 
uh, uh, Green Bay Packer stuff on a on a game day. It's almost ubiquitous. Just Alex, I think, my wife, is about the only person who doesn't wear a Packers sweatshirt on a on a in game. In all of Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a very very communal uh, sense of belonging. Yeah, and it doesn't help that they've got a good team. Oh yeah, I mean it is the it's the most storied organization in the NFL, and it's in a very small market. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the, uh, well, Chris and I got to go to Lambeau Field uh, yeah, for a pre-game uh, game a couple of years ago. Uh, it's right in the middle of a neighborhood. I was surprised, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's definitely uh, feels like the people's team. At least that's how. And it don't they? They own it. Everyone owns a share. Like the city owns the team. Or... Yeah, they sold a bunch of shares last year, was it? Uh, I think uh, they issued a whole new bunch of shares. I didn't mean jack shit, of course, in terms of actually owning anything. It was just a good way for them to raise millions more <laughs> dollars to, to expand the size of the stadium. They're probably using that money to turn Aaron Rodgers into a, some sort of robot. It'll never die. <laughs> so that is interesting, too, because one of the things I wanted to talk about before we go to a break for this this week's uh, installment of Broken Bandwagon, I wanted to talk about that I kind of felt while watching the game today that the Browns were sort of just a little hopeless. We've talked about the hope killing. And I wanted to have, like, you know, at least some sort of conversation. And maybe Rick, in his experience with rooting for a team that is good, as something to add here too. How do we make it through like the rest of the season? I mean, we play the Chiefs next week, dude, and they're seven and zero. Like, that's not gonna be good at all. Dumb luck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, isn't that kind of what it is to be a Browns fan? Is that occasionally maybe like I remember one year? It was the year after they were kind of good with Derek Anderson, and they sucked uh, it next year. But they beat the Patriots one night. And That's that was right. pretty awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> and it's always exciting when you you know the Steelers lose, even if they don't play you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, is there anything that you guys like makes that you're excited about actually watching? Do you think? I mean, obviously at this point, I don't feel like this team has any possibility of winning some games anytime <laughs> soon. Right now. I mean, inexplicably, they're still only two games out of first. That's true. No one. I mean, the the Bengals seem to be kind of running away with that division, though. You know, well, five yeah. and two now, and we beat them. We did so. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that means we're in first place. <laughs> All right, I like those calculations. Using uh, like a European Premiership sort of scoring for the standings, the Steelers are about to get relegated. Yeah, that is a good analogy. I remember when I lived in Manchester, rooting for Manchester City uh, when they were the, uh, uh, the the underdogs every year, and Manchester United would win everything. But there's a kind of joy in those that, assholes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. hate those guys. Uh, but there's a joy in the misery of losing all the time, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> kind of. It was tough it. to find it this week, though. And that's what that's what sucked though, because I knew they were gonna. I mean, did any of us think that the Browns were gonna really win this game? No. I didn't. Of course not. Well, but even though fact, is it even though all those injuries, uh, Clay Matthews missing, missing most. I of know it wasn't enough. I was. I did feel better after I found out Clay Matthews was gone, too. Well, yeah. I, there's different things here. There's, like, I hope they win. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I logically don't think they will. Don't think they can. Yeah, yeah. I, no, totally, I agree. Rick, you're a guest and all, and I hate to correct you, but Clay okay. Matthews was a brown. Clay oh, Matthews Jr. very nice. <laughs> he was? We're talking about Clay Matthews Jr. His oh, daddy. Yes. Oh, I, His daddy I, I, I apologize. Was that a winning Sorry. Browns team? It was. Yeah, they made it to the AFC Championship game. Boy, was, was were any of you born then? Yeah, I was yeah. around. We were small children. Yeah. Children. <laughs> uh, happy. That, well, that's why you stick with it. See, I, I remember when happy England, happy I remember why England won when England won the World Cup like 50 years ago or something in 1966. And you, you kind of stick with that uh, memory, I think. You do have to kind of hang on to it when the rest is made. <laughs> <Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we haven't won anything for a while. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, no. maybe some rich Russian guy will buy the Cleveland Browns like someone That'd bought Manchester awesome. City. <laughs> yeah, the let me just say, Premiership team. Let me just say real fast. Can you make that happen? <laughs> real fast. I just want to say, in advance of that possibly happening, we would love to have future Browns rich Russian owner guy on the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Chris Poland, Fresh Take Hotline. Of course. We'd love to have him um, sponsor the show, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have anything specific they wanted to bring up that will help them make it through this season? I feel like we well, is <laughs> Unrelated to what we're talking about, going back to the Whedon flip? Yeah. Calling it that makes it sound almost like a joyous sort of thing. Like, oh, it's fun. He's done something awesome and crazy. He just flipped out. Uh-huh. It's, I think, I don't know. It's a misnomer. where it should be more like the Whedon fucking runs around like a chicken with his head cut off and just wings the ball into nowhere. And somebody the Whedon wing. The Whedon wing. <laughs> the panic flip. The panic flip. Maybe that's better. Uh, Brandon Whedon, don't come back on the show. Never. <laughs> In fact, go fuck yourself. Whoa. Go fuck. There you have it. <laughs> oh, boy. All he thinks about is corn, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Willis McGay, he didn't do very good today either. I don't look forward to watching him. 36 yards. He had a few good ones, but uh, it's just sad. I don't know. I see, people... I see with the running game what the Browns want to do with uh, better players eventually, hopefully. Yeah, sure, right? <laughs> You know, like mixing it up. Like, we'll hit you with some McGahee, some fucking uh, Benaya, some Fozzie Whitaker. Fozzie Whitaker. But not great players, unfortunately, at this point. Yeah. Um, Let's take a break real fast and actually send it over to Brian Weeby. Actually, you know what? I want to have Brian Weeby send it over to Brian Weeby. Oh, meta. Hey, uh, 6B1P Nation, Broken Bandwagon Army. Brian Weeby introducing Brian Weeby. Boom! Thanks for that introduction, Brian. Broken bandwagon. Uh, talking about, you know, we had the hypothetical hot seat last week, but uh, doesn't mean I'm always a fan of hypotheticals. I've been reading a lot of articles uh, that have annoyed me, you know, and it's some, that's actually something I've done, too, so I'm guilty. Pointing fingers back at myself and one up at the sky. It's the team we could have had. You know, we could have drafted this guy. Could have done that. Could have been this. Could have been... Oh, man, I could have thrown a ball from here and over that mountain. That's what that kind of chit-chat is. But, yeah, it's like every week we play somebody. And this week it was, oh, we could have drafted Aaron Rodgers. Think about that. Think of how awesome that would have been. And, you know, I've seen articles. We could have had Adrian Peterson and Julio Jones. Imagine that team. Um... And then you could take it a step further, and, uh, you know, we could have... The Ravens never could have happened, and then we'd have those Super Bowls, right? And then if we had those Super Bowls, Belichick would maybe still be our coach, and then we'd have all the Patriots Super Bowls and that dynasty organization. And, you know, we'd all be more successful and better looking and happier than we currently are, and that would be incredible, you know? It would be awesome. Let's, But, you know, that'd be, that'd be sweet, right? Let's... Well, that's just, you know, it didn't happen. It's not reality. Sorry. What's the point of talking about something that never occurred? Because, um, well, first off, it's like sadistic and or masochistic, depending upon if you're talking to someone else or yourself who's a Browns fan and saying these things. Um, Furthermore, uh, you know, what's to say uh, had we drafted Aaron Rodgers, we wouldn't have just shoved him in the Cleveland's quarterback uh, wood chipper, and you know it'd be a hash mark or something. A forgotten memory, a, a Charlie Fry stain, and and we'd all be going, man, God, we went with for that Rogers guy, and we could have had that Quinn dude. Man, could have had Quinn. Bummer. So you know, I guess that means I'm implying that uh, maybe it's the organization. You know, maybe uh, you know, maybe it's the front office. Maybe it's the coaching staff. And I do feel much better about Chud, Norv, and Hort, I suppose, than I do about Shermer and his band of, I don't know, what you call them, idiots, I guess. But then, you know, you got to think, well, what about Holmgren? I mean, he sort of, uh, you know, he 
he drafted a lot of people for the Packers that worked out really well. And he didn't do it for us. So maybe he's a narc. And he should he should go down hard. Um, but unlikely. I think he tried and failed, you know. Sometimes you get the touch, sometimes you don't. But, uh, you know, sometimes Peyton Hillis scores a touchdown for the Giants on Monday Night Football. And then you think, hey, maybe this parallel dimension thing could could happen. Maybe we could go to a place, um, you know, hop in the string theory teleporter and, and have that all other life, you know. It, it could happen. You never know. But uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, I was going to try and be positive and say, yeah, no, just keep waiting. We'll We'll get better. But really, I'm just kind of, my whole point is to just, you know, let's just shut up. Try to enjoy watching the game. Even if we're losing, you know, it's fun to do nothing and watch football. So, in summation, let's all shut up and uh, go fuck ourselves. How about that? All right. Good night, everybody. All right. Thanks again, Brian Weeby, and thank you, Brian Weeby. No problem. For uh, both of you for doing that. Always nice to have the broken bandwagon. Last week we had Tech Mobile theme music take your place. Um, but nice Good to have music. you back. Good music. Probably the best music. Futuristic technicalities. Um, <laughs> welcome back, of course, to the eighth episode of Season 2 of 6Bs and a P here on AquabareLegion.com. I'm your host, Brian Costco, with an international think tank of guests. Mm-hmm. Joining me by... Brian Weeby, Ian Wolf, Chris Pollan, and from across the pond, <laughs> and then across some Great Lakes here, Dr. Rick Dodson. Go Packers. Who I just learned. Uh, well, no, uh, uh, <laughs> Ian, did you have anything you wanted to take up with Rick? I feel like in the outline you had something. That I want to take up with him? Or it was something related to Rick, no? Well, one of your uh, fellow countrymen, Rick. Yeah. A Browns fan. Who's kind that? Uh, a young feller by the name of Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, I yeah. see. He's a big fantasy football fan, I guess, and he named his fantasy team Barkevius Mingo's Mum because he enjoyed the fact that somebody would name their child Barkevius. Well, maybe he should wave his little magic wand and uh, uh, give you a winning season. Little magic wand. He might take offense to that if he were here. I don't know. Europeans, we don't uh, boast about that sort of thing. That's fair. You would. <laughs> um, Steelers check-in segment. The Steelers won. They are now two and four. Um, but they beat the Ravens, so that's cool, right? Um, so that's this week's. Do we have theme music for that, Ian? What's it for? For the Steelers check-in. Oh no. (laughs) But we do have an email address. For Steelers. Tumblr. It's Tumblr at blogger.com. All right, that's where you can reach us. And I thought that this week, since we did have Rick on the show, that it seemed only fitting to kind of switch up the Don Fleming Memorial trivia question this week. And Rick. Since you're you're new to the show as well, I wanted to explain that Don Fleming, who this trivia question is named after, was a player for the Browns in the 50s who Mm -hmm. had one awesome season and then died while being electrocuted working as an electrician on power lines in the summer. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's that's a moving story. Yeah, so this is a little tribute to him, we feel like, at least. Okay. Candle in the wind. (laughs) If it were. And I have to say, this segment of Don Fleming Memorial Trivia Question is completely directly ripping off last week's live broken bandwagon hot seat. I loved it, and I thought we needed to bring it back for Rick. And I thought, what better to ask a British guy who lives in Sheboygan, who roots for the Packers, than to put Rick on the hot seat with some facts about Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) All right? Okay. So we're gonna. Do we have a theme for this, Ian? Uh, yes, we do. Okay. Can't hear it though. Come on. 
All right. Facts about Cleveland, Ohio, with Rick Dodgson, MD. <laughs> All right, nice. I don't know if he's a. Are you? A, you're not a medical doctor, are you? No. Okay. Well, I like Rick Dodgson, MD, though. Can we call you that? <laughs> yeah. Take it up with a songwriter. Perfect. So, Rick, I'm going to ask you a series of questions here about our beloved Cleveland, Ohio. All right. Uh, and. Uh, you know, we'll give you a couple seconds to answer, and we'll see how you do. The first one is, what is the first name of the guy who founded Cleveland? Hint, his last name is Cleveland. Uh, is it Timothy? No, that is incorrect. It's Moses. <laughs> okay, Moses damn it. Cleveland. Damn it. Next, uh, what, Wrong book. Fam- <laughs> what famously caught fire in Cleveland history? Uh, would that be uh, the uh, the river going into the lake? Oh, that the is lake? correct. We'll accept yeah. that. The Cuyahoga River, which has caught fire 13 times. <laughs> Lucky 13. Lucky number 13. Your next question is, what is the name of the nickname of the Cleveland Indians mascot, the offensive Native American head? What is his name, nickname? Oh. Is it is it Chief Rape Joke? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a good Close. One. Close. It is the always not offensive Chief Wahoo. Uh, Chief that's Wahoo. Close. Yeah. Three, one and a half uh, out of three right now. One out of three? One and a half. Uh, okay. So I got half of the Chief. Chief. Got three. We'll give you half for that, yeah. Uh, what famous superhero was created by Clevelanders? Ooh. Mm, the Punisher. Oh, <laughs> Superman. Oh, really? I really like that guess, though. That's a good guess. The Punisher <laughs> seems like he would have been like invented by someone from Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have a special... Chris Poland, Fresh Take Hotline, bonus <laughs> comics question put in by Chris Poland. Okay. A Fresh what? Take Hotline fame? Yes. That Chris Poland? That Chris Poland. He's on the show, guys. Wait, where? Did you want to ask the question, Chris? Uh, no, you go ahead. Okay. What Marvel Comics foul, and that's in quotes, mouthed alien invader had adventures in Cleveland? Oh, foul-mouthed alien. Oh. Damn it. There's a clue there, right, Chris? There is in foul. F-O-W-L. Foul. Uh, Is there some superhero chicken? It's close. (laughs) That is actually... I think we're going to keep going with this for a minute. It is. (laughs) Possibly. Just talk your way through it. In a way. Out loud, please. Is it a hen, a supercock? (laughs) (laughs) A different breed of edible bird. Think about another type of bird. Mm, A falcon? No. (laughs) A hawk? That is a superhero, though. A hawk? A bat? No, you're eating bats? Bats aren't a bird. (laughs) I'm stretching, I'm stretching. All right, that uh, is Howard the Duck. I'm going to call that one. It's Howard, Howard the, the Duck. duck. Yes. I do have to yeah. jump in with a quick correction. Yes. He stated the Punisher, who was apparently, according to Wikipedia, created by three guys, including Ross Andrew from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Boom. Thanks, Weeby. We're, we're giving it to him. <laughs> Boom. So that is two and a half out of five. Hey, that's pretty good. Okay, I got. I have two more and one more bonus here. Okay, okay. Would we have uh, would we have considered Harvey Picar an appropriate answer for the superhero created by Clevelanders? I would have probably. Oh yeah, I know that guy. But you know, uh, uh, it's Costco did phrase it. What famous superhero was created by Cleveland? The Punisher is pretty famous. Game changer. Punisher movies. That's true. All right, so from, from 1831 to 1838, what Cleveland suburb was home to the headquarters of the Latter-day Saints? Oh. 
Hitman. It rhymes with Hurtland. Oh, my my hand was going to be Mormons or fucking bananas. <laughs> I should I'm going to run next door and ask my neighbor. It rhymes with Hurtland? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> sort of. That's a good clue. Birkland. No, Kirtland. 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 What yeah. is Cleveland often referred to by those who don't like it? Hint, it rhymes. The phrase rhymes. It is a... Shit city. The mistake by the lake. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't say that. Well, you I said shit city, though. <laughs> <laughs> you did say and shit finally, city. finally, our last bonus answer, though I don't think it's going to help you as you have showed your true English colors by failing this hot seat quiz. This is a bonus question. Cleveland is known for its polka music. Rick, I don't know how familiar you are with polka. Yeah, we have it here, too. Yes. In the famous polka, Who Stole the Kishka, written by Frankie Yankovic from Cleveland, who ultimately finds the Kishka? Is it Woody Allen? <laughs> I don't think no, that it's, is uh, kosher. No, it's Yusef. He found it on the rack. He hung it on the rack. What the hell are you talking about, guys? <laughs> Thank you, Rick Dodson, for being on this week's uh, Chris Poland yeah. Fresh Take Hotline Don Fleming Memorial Trivia Question Special Grill Rick about Cleveland Trivia Hot Seat Edition Edition. Can I, can I throw in a bonus non-Cleveland question? Yes. Right, Rick, when you lived in Manchester, did you call it Madchester? Uh, no, but I did live there when that was going on. That is incorrect. Um, yes, you did call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Bonus, you even got the bonus question wrong about your own past. Um, yeah, it's safe to say you didn't win this edition. No, no. What was the prize? What did I miss out on? What was that, Rick? What was the prize? What did I, what did uh, I not win? Dave Obenauer would leave a message for the first person who commented on this episode's home answering machine. <laughs> As Carl Castle. As Carl Castle of NPR fame. Home answering machine? Home answering machine. People still have those? Or voicemail. Not, it's actually in the instructions and contract that it is not to be a voicemail. No. Yeah. I like that. Oh, so we've God. got a tweet of the week. That's our one of our last orders of business here. And Rick, every week we, we focus on some tweets uh, about the Cleveland Browns. And we okay. share them with our audience here. Okay. Tweet yes. song. Tweet song, Ian, please. It's the tweet of the week. Yes. <laughs> and we actually have a late breaking, and I mean like it just got handed to me by Sherry Oliver, who's here in studio. Hello. Hello, Sherry. Hello. Sherry. You texted me about the goddamn Mindy Project. It's a great show. Yeah, if you say so. Mindy, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, it says here, this tweet, and I'm going to read the other two as well, but this tweet, this is our official tweet of the week, is from Bernie Kosar, at Bernie Kosar QB. Bernie, and is he still in the lot out here? Yeah, he's taken off his pants now, but he's wearing another pair of pants underneath him, so I don't know what's going on. All right, so we're good, we're good. And Bernie tweets... Just got back from Gurn Bay, GRN. I'm guessing he means green. Just got back from Gurn Bay. Not at all a good day of football, but I did find my info to this Twitter account and reactivate it. Double exclamation. Oh, snap. Somebody, somebody should follow Friday Lexi Silver at him immediately. <laughs> and our two original tweets of the week both were kind of about Fozzie Whitaker. Strangely enough, Fozzie, a recent addition to the Browns team. And they're both from uh, Cleveland Plain Deaner. Deaner. Cleveland Plain Dealer. <laughs> the Plain journalist. And the Deaner. Uh, hey. Bud Shaw, at Bud Shaw. He says, Fozzie Whitaker has more touches than Gordon and Benjamin combined. Hashtag Browns, hashtag Recipe for something other than success. <laughs> Hashtag WTF. 
Hashtag Fozzy. Hashtag FTW. <laughs> and also from Terry Pluto at Terry Pluto 2H. Just kidding. At Terry Pluto. No. It really says 2H. I just screen. deleted it. It's 22H. But I know better now. Uh, Terry Pluto says, at the start of the year, did we ever think we'd see the Browns run a play where Marquez Gray hands the ball off to Fozzie Whitaker? Hashtag SMH. This, <laughs> this being the Cleveland Browns, of course. Hashtag RFOL. At some point in the season, it was going to come to that point. We just were hoping it would be later. True. True. Um, so hopefully we can continue to make it through the Browns season, finding some sort of silver lining or at least hilarious uh, things to discuss that are peripherally related to the Browns on this show to make it through the rest of the year. <laughs> um, anybody have anything else they want to add? Browns Chiefs next week? That's probably not good, right? No, no, no. no. Well, you never know. Nice. I like that, Brian. We Dumb luck. <laughs> it happened. Rick, what do you think as an objective party, Browns or Chiefs next weekend? Uh, I think you're going to lose. Uh, I don't quite know why you're not very good, but I do think uh, Weeby's comment earlier that the quarterback makes so much difference in yes. the modern game uh, that, that I don't... How can you solve that? I mean, can you get a are there no good quarterbacks out there? Yes, there. <laughs> if there are other no good ones, we will get them. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely get the no good ones. Ah, uh, well. Um, yeah, so that's not going to be good, but I'll keep watching. We'll all keep watching. We'll keep trying to do this. And I definitely you. felt like I should reiterate, too, that last week we touched on Dave, who was positive, and who we mentioned today, we got the update. Not so positive, right, Chris Mullen? Dave. That's accurate. Yeah. Dave said last week that he thought the fact that this podcast kept going <laughs> declared that there was not an absence of hope. And I explained quite to the contrary <laughs> that this podcast will continue going week after week. In It will thrive in the absence of hope. Maybe right. you guys should wear old-timey uniforms like we do. Yeah, those were sweet. <laughs> you know, I was thinking it have never changed. Ours haven't changed. That's right. Never. Never. <laughs> I mean, a little, a little line here or there, but not they really. They turned orange every once in a while for a little while, but they stopped that. Sure. Why change a good thing, right? Right. It's a solid uniform. Also, we're the only team, Rick, whose logo is a helmet. <laughs> that I always like to bring that up. Yeah. And I believe new uniforms are on the way, right? I've heard that. Next I've heard season, that. I believe. Yeah. I have not heard that. More Brandy the Elf. Well, when that Russian guy uh, buys you, you could you could have a hammer and sickle as your. Oh, that'd be awesome! Brown and orange hammer and sickle. When the Russian guy buys, you're just going to have a big patch on the front of the uniform that is a pink triangle or a rainbow with a big <laughs> white circle with a line through it over it. <laughs> wow. Care for That's a really specific prediction. And well, you know, we've got 20 to 1 odds in Vegas on it. Does anybody else have anything they want to add before we sign off for this week? I'd like to thank you for inviting me. Oh, well, we're, it was a pleasure to have you. And now we have internet. We're internationally acclaimed. <laughs> yeah, I, I acclaim you. Rick, was the tea here in the Aquabear compound to your liking? Say what again? Was the tea here on the compound? Was it to your liking? Yeah, it's pretty comfortable here. Once nice. I found my way in. It takes a little while. It is massive. <laughs> it's, weird, it's weird though because our guests the last couple of weeks have found their way in like we didn't even know they were here oh, oh. well didn't Brandon Whedon teleport in he did from what I gathered some sort of smoke arrival he's a magic man yeah. except for <laughs> football there's yeah. somebody over in the corner there it's a... uh, it's, never mind it's just Harry Potter <laughs> Harry Potter yeah, he's just wandering around over there. Don't worry about it. Okay. The fictional character? Yeah. He's fictional? Well, I mean, obviously not if you're seeing him. I don't see him from where I'm at, but... 
All right. Yeah. We'll reckon with that another time. All right. Well, I want to give you guys each chance to plug your respective things, and thank you, of course, all of you for being on the show again. It was a wonderful week, despite the Browns' loss. Um, Chris, what do you have to plug? Um, wrestling, rockstarprowrestling.com, uh, video game and sometimes comic book and music journalism at ghettoblastermagazine.com. And this podcast at AquabareLegion.com. Woo! Brian Weeby. Yeah. No plugs. None? No plugs. Alright, man. I'm not going to push it. You don't want no plugs? Ian Wolf? Uh, Twitter, Ian Jacob Wolf. I'm on the radio sometimes, but I don't even know when the next time will be. And also, I'll be in Minnesota complaining about the fucking weather for the next six months. I saw it just snowed there. It snowed today. It's October. Happy winter. Ah, go fuck yourself. All right. Rick Dodson, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I know you mentioned you have an event coming up. Oh, yeah. Well, my book comes out on Tuesday. Woo! It's called uh, It's All a Kind of Magic, uh, the uh, young Ken Kesey, about the... uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, a dude. Uh, uh, and uh, on November the 12th in Milwaukee at Boswell's Bookstore at 7 o'clock, I'm going to be reading from the book and playing some music and doing some weird projections and stuff. Sweet. Yeah. All of the Six Bs and a P listeners out in Milwaukee and the metro area should check that out. Yep, yeah, I hope so. I'm Tuesday make night, the best night to go out. Yeah. <laughs> As we mentioned in the break. No, you should all go do that. Um, well, I'm Brian Costco. I have this podcast, of course. My band, Unmonumental, will be opening up for Skeleton Witch this Wednesday night at the Union in Athens, Ohio. Oh, Release show. So that's cool. That um, is cool. And you can find me on here. I want to thank AquabareLegion.com, your one source for force and everything Ohio music and art related for hosting this podcast. Again, thank all of my guests for being on here. And all of you out there, all 16 of you, I think, maybe we feel might be an accurate count. Maybe? 11? Uh, thank you for listening. You can reach the us Army. at Brian. At, what? The Army. The Nation. 6B1P Nation. Army. <laughs> Army Nation. Um, you can reach me at brian at aquabarelegion.com. You can find the Twitter and Facebook for this podcast on Twitter at 6B1P, number 6, letter B, number 1, letter P, and on Facebook by searching 6Bs and a P. Until next week, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Marcus. Go 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 Go